You're listening to AskDaryl.com. You've got questions. We'll get you the answers. AskDaryl.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 60 of the Ask Daryl podcast. The Ask Daryl podcast is where I, your host, Daryl Girardier, take your questions on social media, technology, and communications, all dealing with the church, and do my best to answer them in the most brief yet thorough way possible. We're at episode number 60. I didn't think we'd make it this far, but we're actually here. And today's episode is not going to be about social media, technology, or communications. It's going to be about the way you work. Um, this is a this episode is a bit reflective, if you will, but it's also a episode for all of you out there who are a bit overwhelmed right now. Um, I think a lot of us who serve on churches or in nonprofit organizations or any organization where in, you're in the communication slash marketing department um, or tech related. Uh, usually have to wear more than one hat and it's super easy for us to get easily overwhelmed. Um, and I know I've been in that situation. And so today we're going to talk about how you avoid being overwhelmed, how you get through uh, push through, if you will, everything that you've got in front of you. And here are some of the, like, there's like five different things that I do to kind of get through those things. And this is, these are things I constantly have to fall back and rely on. Um, I think about the, probably the most time, the most I've ever been overwhelmed, um, was probably back in a while back when I worked for a previous company and we had a massive budget. We were probably in a couple million dollars worth of budget in terms of how much money we were given to create video with. And we were to our task with creating somewhere around, I would say around 2000 videos a year, um, give or take, um, so that was including contractors, everybody we had involved with it. So we, we had a couple million dollars in terms of budget money that would flow through our, my team. And we were tasked for creating somewhere around, I'm going to guess ballpark around 2000, maybe up to 3000 videos, depending on what we were doing. Um, so that was a pretty overwhelming scenario. Um, and one looking back, I know I could handle it probably a little bit better and, uh, if I knew if I was put in that same situation again, I knew I could handle probably with pretty much ease. And I don't say that to be cocky. I'm just saying I've learned a lot about how to handle that stress and how to handle those situations. But while that may seem like, okay, that's a pretty far out situation. Um, if you're the person though, who happens to be the student minister or you're the video producer, but the video producer also happens to be given the keys to the Twitter account, you're running the Facebook page. Uh, maybe you're also doing the Instagram and everything else. You can just be as easily overwhelmed as a person who's got a massive budget with a massive amount of quote unquote videos to crank out. Yeah, even though I had a team of 15 people at the time to do all these videos with, um, just because I had the people on the budget doesn't necessarily mean we weren't, or we weren't stressed out. And I can tell you as somebody who's on church staff now, that's uh, my communications team that I work with specifically, my team is much smaller than what I've had in the past. The stress is still there. So here are some of the ways that I deal with the stress in terms of just every day dealing with church communications and dealing with a large amount of incoming information that's heading my way. Uh, first thing, one, identify this. The majority of the stress that you deal in your life in terms of your on your work life is more than likely comes from one of two places, either undefined work or undefined expectations. So here's what I mean by undefined work. A lot of your stress comes from the fact that you have not actually physically written down or in some sort of system everything that you actually have to get done. 
Um, in fact, you're probably relying on your brain on some level to kind of store all this information. So the problem is, it's just like a computer, and you, and whenever you've had a computer and you've had too many programs open, your computer just goes slow. More than likely, that's one of your problems, is that you have undefined work because you're not defined the work itself and the work that's got to get done. So it's too much in your head, and you haven't written out, so you actually can physically see everything that you've got to get done. And I'm talking like everything. Nothing is left in your head. Two, one of the other ways it could be undefined work is you may have written it down and you may have all this stuff down in some like nice, neat to-do list format, but you haven't defined what done looks like. So you may have said, this is all the things I've got to get done, but you haven't defined what the finished state of the task is. You might say um, design logo, but that doesn't really define what does done mean. Done means define, design logo, implemented in all these places, et cetera, et cetera. And you've got like a thousand subtasks inside there. You need to find all that out so you know what official done state looks like. And the third way in terms of undefined work that can sometimes get you is you may have work that you defined uh, and you know what the work is. You may even know what the state of done looks like for that work. But you have a sneaky suspicion that you're not the right person to do it and somebody else should be doing it. Um, I know that when I'm in the middle of a task and I kind of go, man, somebody else is going to be better at this and much quicker than I am. And so what happens is, is I abandon the task and don't follow through on the task. So I've learned that when I get that sneaky suspicion inside of me that says, oh my gosh, I'm not the right person for this job. I immediately figure out, I got to get somebody else who can do this better than I can because I'm not the right person for the job. And I openly admit, hey, I'm not the best person for it. So those are the three ways I see undefined work can often can kind of stress you out. Now, the other part is that undefined expectations. And that what that means is you don't have a clear understanding of what the expectation of what done looks like for your task or, or for your job itself. Now, you can reduce this stress by having goals in place for you in terms of your job and your role um, in terms of so you can understand your expectations better. So in other words, create some goals based around and so you can help determine what those expectations are. What does success look like for you? And if you once you figure out that out, you create goals based around achieving that success. So let's say that success is your job is to run the Facebook page. Well, then let's create some goals around that. Uh, we're going to hit X amount of Facebook follow or uh, Facebook likes uh, in this fiscal in, in in this in this annual year, we're going to have X amount of engagement doing this, this, and this. Uh, and one way when you write those goals is make sure those goals are what we call smart goals. Smart goals are goals that are specific, measurable, and realistic, and time driven. So, in other words, you might say, by the end of December, we will gain 400 likes on our Facebook page. So there it is. is It's very specific. It's about our Facebook likes. It's measurable. I'm looking at 400, uh, realistic, because I think we can hit that. And it's time-driven, because I know I have to have it done by December. Create some goals to help you understand what expectations are for you on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. Now, the other thing that can help you with that is, is get those goals approved with your boss. Sit down with your boss and say, these are things I think we need to hit this year, and these are things I'm going to measure success by. And if your boss and you agree on those goals, it'll make your work life a lot easier. Now, the second way that a lot of us get stressed is because we really haven't thought through how information comes to us. We probably have, you probably have multiple inboxes. I remember when I first started out in the corporate world, we had one inbox. It was really was at the end of the day, it was your email and maybe voicemail. That was pretty much it. 
So you had email, voicemail. Well, now it's gone from email, voicemail, text messaging. I have Slack messages. Um, I get Twitter direct messages. I'll get Facebook. I'll get Facebook messages. Everything coming in from all different angles. People pop by my office. Lots of different information flowing from all of these places. So first off, I got to have a place to store all this stuff. So I write anything down. I see that I know it's got to get done. But the other thing is I have a filter by which I judge the information that comes in. And that is I do one of the following things with information that comes in. So if you email me, voicemail, whatever it is, whenever it comes in, there are really four things that I identify with that thing. If that information comes in, I either A, do it because it takes me two minutes or less to do it. If it's less than two minutes, I'm going to go ahead and do it right there so I won't have to think about it again. I'm going to delegate it because I'm just not the right person for the task. So I'm going to find somebody else who can do it better than I can. I'm going to defer it. I'm going to put it on a list somewhere and just know at some point I'm going to go back and check that list or I delete it or you might say delete it or drop it. So I've done that and I do that on a consistent basis. I delete and drop things all the time. I renegotiate commitments. I say, you know what? I can't do this anymore or I'm not the right person for this. Honestly, this doesn't even need a response. I delete. I delete a good portion of the emails that I get um, from vendors um, I have actually a lot of Outlook rules set up so the fact that a lot of stuff doesn't even come in my inbox. So I either do it, I delegate it, I defer it, or I delete it, or if you will, drop it. I just like, you know what? That's not for me. I just need to move on. Um, that is really hard to hone and learn. But if you can do those four things, it'll help you tame your inbox really, really fast, um, and, and especially in terms of especially that delete. If you can learn how to delete things that, at the end of the day, really don't fit your expectations and don't fit your goals, um, sometimes it might be your own pet projects. That's what I have to do. A lot of pet projects I've had to kill because even though I like to do them, I know at the end of the day, I can't all get it done and still get the major objectives that the church is asking me to do. Now, the third one is one that for some people it's going to be very hard, but I promise you, if you're overwhelmed, this is actually going to help get rid of your TV or actually stop watching TV. And by TV, I define TV as the actual TV on your wall. Um, anything like Netflix, uh, Hulu, Amazon Video, any long-form television or uh, movies. Eliminate it. And you'll find yourself becoming more productive. Now, you may, be so, may say, but this is what helps me not feel overwhelmed when I can sit out and I can just literally sit down and just veg out and I can watch a whole season of a TV show on Netflix. And that may be true for you, but at the end of the day, studies show that really doesn't help you with your stress, that actually in some ways depresses you even more. Uh, the reality is, is at that point, you're, you're just avoiding the actual task at hand, and it's not making you any more productive, and it's not making you any less overwhelmed, because at the end of the day, that work is still going to be there. You're better off actually going outside, going for a long walk, um, going and doing some sort of exercise, something like that. In fact, that is why I would tell you number four would be is go out and get exercise. If you are feeling overwhelmed, exercise is one of the easiest ways. I have found that I can do 30 minutes on a treadmill real quick. And the beauty of that is, is that a lot of times what I'm feeling overwhelmed about, I'll have an epiphany while I'm totally doing something different, like exercising about how I can beat some of being overwhelmed, a problem I've got to solve. Um, and that is actually scientifically shown that when you engage your motor cortex, when you do this type of things differently, then all of a sudden you might have an epiphany, have an idea about something you're struggling with that you might be overwhelmed about. Number five, stop multitasking. A lot of us are overwhelmed because we're multitasking and multitasking is that thing where you keep Twitter running, Facebook running in the background. Um, maybe you listen to a podcast while you're working and you think I can handle all that studies show again, 
Um, if you actually, it's a really good book that you could read called Your Brain at Work. Your Brain at Work talks about this, is that when you multitask, you lose 50% of your productivity. Productivity goes down by 50% every time you multitask. So a lot of us are overwhelmed because we are trying to multitask, and the reality is we think we can get it all done, and we can't. I can tell you right now, I'm very guilty of this. In fact, I was guilty of this actual thing today as it was the Worldwide Developers Conference for Apple, and I kept that video playing in the background, and I guarantee you my productivity dropped tremendously because I was too busy to see what they're going to do next with uh, iOS, the watch OS, Apple TV, and the uh, IO, uh, the OS 10. So again, stop multitasking and you'll find yourself becoming much more productive. Now, those are the five things that I would do if I'm going to reduce stress. I would one, make sure I have my work clearly defined for what it is and what the expectations are. I would turn around and rethink how I'm approaching my inboxes. Am I doing it, dropping it, dropping it, delegating it, deferring it, deleting it? Which by the way, if you want a whole book on that, David Allen's book, uh, Getting Things Done is all about that. Number three, I would actually reduce television consumption greatly. Number four, I would go out and exercise. You're going to find engaging your motor cortex is a great way to relieve stress. And number five, I would stop multitasking. As, as fun as it may seem, you need to find ways to, as a, as I think Cal, the author Cal Newport says, learn how to do deep work and kind of really immerse yourself in your work. Um, and if you could do that, uh, I think you'll find yourself being a lot less stressful. Now, here are four different tools or things that you can do to kind of, that I use actually, honestly, to help de-stress or help manage all the workflow. First thing is Evernote. Um, Evernote continues to be my central hub in terms of note keeping. It's just easy to search. You can snap images um, and it searches the text on the images. If you have, I believe, the Plus or Pro account, I can't remember how they, or premium accounts, I think is what they call it. Um, so Evernote is my kind of digital hub for all of those things. So it kind of helps me feel less overwhelmed when everything's in a system that I know is extremely searchable. Um, two, have a really good task manager. Um, if you want one to start off with, I think I recommend is Todoist. Todoist is great because it's on all platforms. It's web-based, very, very simple. Um, you can also look at Remember the Milk. They just did a redesign, and it looks a whole lot better. If you're wanting like some upscale, like really heavy stuff, then you need to look at OmniFocus. OmniFocus is what I currently use right now. Um, it's pricey, expensive, but um, it, if you know how to hack it just right, it's an amazing piece of software. Um, number three is I use something called Task Clone. Task Clone is amazing because what it does is it syncs your Evernote with whatever your to-do manner of to-do manager of choices. So you can write your notes, just throw a little tag on your notes in Evernote, and it syncs all your to-dos across your uh, system. So you can have your notes, Evernote tied, your Evernote notes tied to your task manager, which I think is really cool. And the last thing is you can read this wonderful book um, called Getting Things Done. I probably read Getting Things Done every other year or maybe even every year that I think about it um, because it's the one book where this uh, author David Allen I think has really got some really timeless insights on how you actually get things done and how you think through things and why you're overwhelmed and why you're stressed about the work that you're currently doing so uh, it's a great book I recommend that you get it uh, the latest version I think is a lot more uh, for a long time he had one version that was really kind of outdated um, this new version I think is much more uh, in uh, in step with today in terms of email, that kind of stuff and so forth. So anyway, that's my suggestion on how you deal with being overwhelmed at your job, your work, what have you got going on? Because I'm pretty sure if you're like me, you're got a thousand things going on. And so 
Uh, I feel your pain, but I know you can do it. You can pull through it. Uh, be on the lookout in the next few weeks because I have a new podcast coming out with my good friend, Katie Allred. We've already recorded episode number one, and we're going to head out and get a couple more coming up in the next week and maybe do three or four more podcasts coming up this week uh, in, the, in the next few weeks, kind of get them all together so we have at least a, a base of four or five as we're going to ship them out. It's going to be called the Church Communications Podcast, and we're going to interview some of my favorite people. Uh, that Katie and I would just wanted to sit down and talk to interview format. It's going to be really, really cool. So be on the lookout for that. I will let you know when that is live, which should be in the next week and a half or so, give or take. So anyway, thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, feel free to rate us on iTunes. You can also subscribe there. You can actually now subscribe there also at the Google Play Store or on Stitcher if you are on an Android device. If you got a question for me, head over to askdaryl.com. That's A-S-K-D-A-R-R-E-L. Dot com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to AskDaryl.com. Don't forget, if you've got questions, go online and submit them to AskDaryl.com.